The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Now on Mitchell's Front Page, Trent talking tech. Good morning to you, Trent. How are you? Hey, Mitchell. Yeah, very well. First of all, Zoom had a bit of an outage and uh, people are being told, don't put all your eggs in one basket. But a lot of people do. I mean, uh, Google Drive, for example, Microsoft 365, OneDrive, uh, organizations rely on these. And if they have an outage, they're crippled, essentially. Yeah, uh, fortunately, the uh, issue with Zoom yesterday didn't go on for too long. It was under an hour, but it did put a bit of uh, strain on the education system. Um, Many schools are utilising Zoom as one of their one and only solutions for connecting everyone during the digital learning period. I mean, it's a fairly easy to use system and it actually handles pretty well when it is working. But if it doesn't work, uh, what do you do? Do you have a backup plan? You probably should have uh, at least a, a second system there that you can jump across to. And, you know, there's a lot of options out there uh, from all the big players, including Google and Microsoft as well. So, you know, at, at these times where this sort of thing happens, um, you know, the consideration for a, section, a second option should be there. Uh, Zoom didn't actually publicly state what had gone on in the end. Um, they just mentioned that their engineering team had resolved the issue and it was... Uh, under an hour of concern but you know in the thick of a morning where people are about to get the day underway and you know are wanting to use the platform it does hold some things up a little bit now what's happening with optus and digital subscriptions well, they've, uh, you know, come to the thought that we've got so many of these digital subscriptions going on at the moment and no way of managing it all other than just, you know, uh, maybe using the one payment type to uh, to work on all platforms. So they've made a, a, a service called Subhub that they hope will manage subscriptions easier and essentially you can subscribe to your Subhub and have all of your other services available. At the moment, it's only really uh, connected with Amazon and they're looking to roll out to a few other platforms including Netflix and and even Fetch as well uh, as some choices and the BBC BritBox Uh, but you know essentially you'd be able to uh, use that one platform to subscribe to these multiple services and maybe even you know manage all the logins in one place as well which certainly helps um, you know given how scattered the market is here in Australia and you know to a agree it's a bit ridiculous how scattered the market is mm. but it all comes down to rights management for uh you know the the copyright holders in the country and that's the reason it's become so segmented and why we need so many of them and uh, I, I don't think there's too many people that are subscribed to well uh, all of the services at once although you know even though i don't watch uh, that much stuff online on the streaming platforms i still find myself in a situation where i've got at least three of them going at this point. I'm just wondering if they have all the subscriptions in one place, could it turn people away because they're actually seeing for the first time how much they're actually paying in total per month. You know, you spend $7 a month here, $14 mm-hmm. a month there, and people can't really add it up in their mind. But once you see that list all in one spot and you think, wow, do I really need five or six streaming platforms? Well, you know, it's entirely possible. Um, there will be a segment of the audience who does actually finally add everything up and go, 
hey, it, it's not really worth me having all this because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm only spending one to two hours a, a week watching this stuff and then wanting $15 a month for this one and, you know, $14 a month for that. Um, but, you know, some people will find it a benefit, the ones that watch uh, multi-platform content and, and can just have, you know, the one place to go for all of their um, all their services to be renewed and, and to access them as well. Now, a milestone hit for Elon Musk's Starlink? Globally, yes, they've hit 100,000 terminals being shipped at this point in time. Apparently still not at a point where it's actually working out for them. Uh, Elon Musk previously has said that uh, he's far from making a profit on the terminals and that, you know, they can be, uh, I guess, paying almost double uh, for the units to be manufactured. In terms of subscription charges, it's US $99 a month, which ends up becoming about $139 here in Australia. And, and, you know, in the areas that it's been enabled already, it has enabled some people to get faster internet connectivity where they aren't getting it on mobile broadband or don't have access to fixed wireless or, or fixed line technologies. Still in a beta program at this point in time, so it's hit and miss as to where it's available. Although I do know of a couple of new locations being switched on around your area uh, so people can actually, you know, if they're curious about it, they can go online to... Um, the Starlink website and punch their address in and it should tell you um, if you uh, are eligible by being able to essentially make a whole payment and um, and have the unit shipped to you straight away. And some Australian businesses not 100% clear about ransomware reporting rules. Yeah, there is um, rules now in place uh, that businesses are meant to report to the government to indicate when they may have had a ransomware attack or infection occur in their business. Uh, but apparently uh, during a reporting period, a number of entities assessed uh, that a ransomware attack didn't constitute an eligible data breach because of the lack of evidence that they had available. And uh, the government watchdog that was looking into the situation um, said it's just an incorrect reading of the laws. Uh, a lot of people are just not certain on the uh, the finite detail of you know, reporting a, a possible attack and, and maybe considering the fact that, um, you know, it, it, that it's not an attack and that it's, um, you know, something that's happened internally that someone has, I guess, you know, done incorrectly and, uh, you know, leaked information to people uh, rather than a, a pure ransomware attack. Uh, they said that uh, government agencies reported 34 data breaches in a six-month period, which was similar to uh, their last round of reports which was 33 so um, there's stuff happening but it, it seems to be a situation where I think the government probably needs to inform a lot of business uh, a lot better of, of what they need to do, what they're expected to do so that uh, you know the government is keeping track of how much uh, ransomware activity is happening around the country and, and maybe even being able to step in in some cases to be of help. Uh, and it's always a good reminder, as I always say, you know, if you're not fully aware of, uh, you know, what's expected of you uh, running a computer network in a business, uh, it, it might be time to reach out to an IT professional to discuss this matter so that you are up to standard. Uh, you know, depending upon uh, what sort of information you might handle uh, 
uh, for customers, um, there's an expectation that you've got a, a level of security in your systems and, you know, we're not all experts. So no. that's where we need to end up reaching out to somebody to, uh, to make sure the process has been covered off. Well, Trent, thanks for being on the program once again. What's your website? At techwrap.net. Thank you very much, Trent Gaddy's the program tech guy with what's been happening in the world of technology. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.